everyone, and welcome to No Sleep on the CWR Talk Network. How's everybody doing tonight? Pretty good. Good. <laughs> Is that you, Malcolm? That's me. Love you, sex. Awesome. I'm glad we got you in. <laughs> Okay, guys, so tonight we are, I think we might have a couple people coming in a little late, but we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, tonight we're going to talk a little bit about millennials and dating. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see how you guys feel about the way that we as millennials go about dating and relationships. So I guess, do you guys think it's evolved a little bit with our generation? Um, I think the way that we go about meeting people, you know, uh, has has evolved uh, now. Somebody that's in New York to connect with somebody all the way in California, you know, and they get a thing started, you know. But I don't think um, I don't know. I don't think we as millennials stick around too long with one partner, you know, to see how things go. Not saying that some uh, some people don't do it, but I believe millennials be in it for more of the physical and then on to the next. Yeah, I could definitely see all of that. I mean, <laughs> I just lucked up to, <laughs> and found me a good guy, and it took me a long time before I could even talk to him. I mean, I put in my Facebook status today, I have like 44 days until our wedding. <laughs> The way that we communicate has definitely evolved. Like, for instance, I would have had to talk to him in person for the first time maybe maybe just 20, 30 years ago. You know, you have to meet somebody face-to-face and by chance. But I just went into his inbox on Facebook. <laughs> what? So was. you met him online? <laughs> Oh, no, so, so, I, we so went to college to together and we worked together, <laughs> but I couldn't talk to him in person because of my anxiety. So Facebook made it easier for me. <laughs> so, so, but, but you reached, but you initially engaged. Now you you started the conversation. Yes, I did because I I kind of picked up on the fact that he was also an anxious person who was never going to approach me either. So I knew that if I didn't say anything, it might not happen. And I had been Mm. seeing him around for years. We both had anthropology classes together. It's not that many black people in anthropology classes. (laughs) So, of course, I noticed him immediately. (laughs) And so um, (laughs) I sure did. (laughs) I was not letting that go. I mean, I like but yeah, I before that, I definitely had problems with like you know people not want, like you said not wanting to stick around, just being in it for the physical mm-hmm. aspects and not looking for like a genuine intellectual or mental connection or anything, which is really why I made that first move. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like right. he's gonna spark my intellect. I can I see this now. <laughs> see, and I think I think that the man being the initiator. And the women just uh, waiting for waiting for that guy to come along. You know that role, I guess, has changed. You know now you see more women mm-hmm. being similar to yourself going out there getting what they want or getting mm-hmm. who they want. You know when it comes to these things or we're dating. Yeah, yeah. I don't that was definitely a new one for me. 
I think it's awesome oh, yeah, to do I that. Think and so that you too. have the courage to do it. <laughs> right. Now, it took me like six weeks to do it, so I wouldn't exactly say I had courage, but <laughs> but I followed through. <laughs> and you snagged them, so you won. <laughs> I did. I did. And he put a ring so on y'all it. Connected, so. <laughs> so y'all connected through Facebook. Y'all ever use any of those dating apps? I haven't, but he was on dating apps before we started dating. Because one of my friends who was on Tinder, she um, she saw him on there. She was like, ooh, you should get on Tinder and message him on there. And I was like, that's weird for me because then other creepy people are going to start swiping on me. And I don't know <laughs> enough about technology to avoid that. So <laughs> I couldn't do it. It's just not me. But because they call you know people, it's different. <laughs> I'm dating that son, no, man. I'd be like, at least for the people I know that use them. Like, it's all just people just trying to hook up. Whether it's mm-hmm. yeah. the thing is, thing was crazy. The thing was crazy to me. Like, I, I always seem to get or fall in a conversation where people think that. Guys just want to hook up, you know, and you know it's just the thing where mm-hmm. oh, guys don't want one thing, but no, it's females on those things too that just want one thing. They just trying to hook up with somebody and that be it, you know. Mm-hmm. It, the whole idea of dating app like that thing should be going away. Just call it what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's <laughs> not dating. Like I remember when Plenty of Fish was like the only dating app that they had, and basically it was just mm-hmm. a hookup app. Like everybody would get on there, and I didn't know what it was at first. And I was like, well, I guess I'll get on here because everybody's doing it, and I would get all these creepy people in my inbox. Like nobody wanted to actually have a conversation. <laughs> right? Like, no, nah, I can't. Not <laughs> even close to a conversation. Like let's get straight to it. Like, <laughs> yeah, they don't even. They don't even try to be, um, like, slick with it or anything. They're very, right. like, uh, like straightforward, mm-hmm. and they say whatever they want to say. I've had I had the most outlandish stuff come through on the right. I, I don't even think I lasted a month. It was just, it ended up being something comical for me. Like, me and my friends would look at it, and we would, like, write back, and we would laugh about it, but I never took anybody seriously, I guess, because I didn't mm-hmm. feel like anybody really took them serious. I can only imagine. <laughs> but I do, I do know people that have met people on dating apps, and they've had really mm-hmm. successful relationships. And I do have friends that have married people that they met online. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, actually, it's, I don't know. I think I'm kind of old school in certain ways. And so that just felt very mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I was about it, too. I couldn't, I and even though, like, I, I knew to an extent that I would have to approach a person because people take me to be a very intimidating person sometimes because I'm very outspoken. So <laughs> if you don't know that I want to talk to you, you might automatically think she doesn't like me. She hates me. <laughs> and... I'm I'm the kind of person that usually has to initiate relationships with most people, not even like a relationship that like uh you know, a physical relationship, but like friendships and regular conversations with people just because I I don't know. 
my resting face doesn't necessarily just say, come talk to me. <laughs> right. I know for my boyfriend, I met him a long time ago, a few years ago, I think maybe four or so, and we've been, we were friends for the longest before anything romantic ever happened. And for me, I feel like that's the way that you really build a relationship is to establish Mm -hmm. that friendship. If you're not looking, if you're looking for something past physical. Hey, hey, we got, so who just, who just joined the call? This is Megan. Hey, Megan. Hey. Oh, hey, Megan. Sorry. <laughs> My no, hey, so we're, we're talking about, um, you know, dating, obviously, but we were talking about uh, dating apps and if we've ever used them and whatnot. Have you ever been on them? No. I. Um, oh, you lucky, Megan, because they were just going. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you, Kylie, you say that you were kind of old school, and I am also old school. Uh, I also have a boyfriend of five years, so when they started coming around, I didn't need to use them. And I mm-hmm. just think it's. I, I just think they're weird. Like, I know people love them, but I just. I, they're not for me if I ever needed to use them. So I think let me it's ask creepy this, too. What, what is it? What is it that a guy would have? What type of qualities would a guy, or are some must-have qualities that a guy should possess in order for you all to date him? No ignorance. <laughs> no ignorance. What do you mean? That's Talk it. to me. I don't. They just got to be woke with the world. Like they gotta know what they have to know what's going on. I can't talk to someone that doesn't know what's going on, just in general. Like intellectual so, conversations have to occur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what if they? What if they? What if they have? What if they're intellectually they know what's going on, but they don't have they don't have a job. They broke. You still dealing with them? <laughs> See, that's my requirement. You gotta have a job. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's bare minimum. That's, See, minimum yeah, that's, that's, have, that's a good well, one. Of course, being able to get a great job, though. See, <laughs> as long as you're working towards something, I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't have any goals or ambition, and mm. and uh-huh. I want to be with somebody that's also more than just talk. Don't just tell me what you want to do with your life. I need concrete evidence. I need to see you going out and getting an education. I need to see that portfolio that you're building. I want to know that, one, you're not going to hold me back because of your, yeah. I don't know, insecurities over me having something because I'm always going to go out and pursue things for myself, whether or not I right. have a person that wants to do that. That's going to be me. And if you can't keep up, I don't need you. My dad taught me not to wait for a man who wanted to give me stuff. <laughs> and that's the one thing I, I appreciate the most. <laughs> most girls' dads don't tell them, go out, get your education, get you a job, start your career, buy your own house. And if a man can accept that, then you can let him in your life. That's what my dad taught mm-hmm. me. <laughs> well, I mean, you're looking Shout for out a to the partner. Problems, you're, you're looking, right. Yeah, I mean, you're looking for a partner and someone that you're going to share your life with. So you want to know mm-hmm. that you're compatible, but at the same time, you want to know that they can provide for themselves because you want a partner. You're not looking to take care of someone. You're not looking for a child. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. certain things happen to where you might be looking for a job or you might be in hard times. 
but you have to show me that you all, you do have the drive to accomplish right. things that you want to do. And like you said, you don't want someone who can talk a good game. Like, show me that you can do these mm-hmm. things. And then in the same time, That's... you want to be intellectually compatible, too. You want to have meaningful conversations where you actually mm-hmm. get to know the person on a different level and know that they are multidimensional. Mm, appreciate yeah, it. All. What about you definitely I'm, I'm taking notes of all of this. <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm not going to speak for everybody. I'm not going to speak for everybody. But for me, I was definitely, I'm definitely looking for a state of mind. So I know somebody said earlier today you want them to be woke, you want them to understand what's going on. I'm looking for that consciousness as well. And also I'm looking – for them to um, have some type of self-respect and another self, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, before they get themselves involved with somebody else, you know, uh, and um, that person being me. Uh, also, I think I, we, 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 ain't, we ain't mentioned it, but the first thing is looks. I mean, I'm attracted to, you know, what I see first, you know, so – Looks initially, but if she don't have, you know, those things that I named before, you know, then that's going to just, like, knock her stock down a little bit. You know, I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. she looks, she attractive, mm-hmm. she, you know, she she know how to dress, she know how to style and everything, but she just fell off miserably, you know, when she mm-hmm. started talking. <laughs> you need something. <laughs> right. So, 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 since dating apps are a thing of the, are a thing of the past, right? Help a brother, help a single brother out uh, where he could go and meet. Where should I be going to meet uh, okay, a nice so young lady? Where the, where the place is When I'm like, I don't want to use dating apps, but it's kind of also weird to connect with someone at a bar, too. I, so, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't drink. I mean, like, that's not drink. that so much better. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right, like the girl that you meet at the bar is not the girl that you probably want no. to become your mom. <laughs> exactly. Right. I don't know. It could be some cool girls at a bar who are good at conversation, but also really enjoy alcohol. I You met your boyfriend at a bar? Yeah. No, but, but we do frequent bars. <laughs> <laughs> but in his defense, he was bartending, so he wasn't technically drinking. I was. Mm. Oh, okay. We see how this is going. Tell us more. That's all good. Aren't you in school, yeah. Malcolm? Graduate uh, next Saturday. Oh, what? congratulations. Yeah, 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 but yeah, I, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. meet girls in oh, class. Oh. <laughs> I'm probably the youngest person in my class when I'm 30. Mm, yeah. <laughs> no. That's, yeah, I've oh, been there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull, pull up on somebody at graduation when I walk across the stage. Like, hey. <laughs> and I see you on campus. <laughs> You got your degree or like now. local professional places, like coffee shops. Like yeah. Like professionals sit down and meet yeah. where you're, or sit down and like read, in like bookstores hey, or hey, little coffee shops, hey, how y'all little feel, cool places like that. 
I don't even drink, I don't even drink all those, so I know I'm not gonna be found in in, in the coffee shop. How you better go there if you want to find a woman. <laughs> no, but I think women need coffee to survive. Really... Now I'm gonna stick to my dating app. Now I'm playing. Hey, look. I'm... So how, how I don't feel care. About... Oh, go, no, ahead. go ahead. Well, I was, I was gonna, gonna say here in Little Rock. Hold up. Um. So here in Little Rock, and I'm sure, that, I know that they have it, like, in all cities or places or whatnot, but one place that you could meet someone if you're wanting someone that's on your level is, yeah. I know here they have, like, the young, I think it's called Create Little Rock, and it's young professionals, mm-hmm. so it's all people around the age, mm-hmm. and they'll get up, and they meet at, you know, like, a bar or a restaurant, and they'll have a couple hours where you just kind of mingle and network, and I think that that would be mm-hmm. a cool place to meet someone, because you know that you're kind of on the same way, like, you care about your career, and you know that you're not mm-hmm. picking up someone that's looking for a meal ticket or, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. That's a really good idea. I was going to yeah. suggest, like, volunteering somewhere and getting to know people who volunteer with organizations or who are a part of causes and attend different conferences. That way you see what state of mind people are in and the things that they're constantly trying to educate themselves with and learn about, which can attract you beyond the physical aspect of things. Right. Right. So, so, so I'm, I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say that each of you, without asking, each of you have been hit on before, right? Yes. Somebody approached mm-hmm. you before, right? Okay. So what, I look up my that people have used in order to get your get your attention. Or do like just, good ones or terrible ones? Yeah, I just want I just want to know like what what happened or what? Yeah, you can talk about the ones you fallen for or the ones you just like. I right, this guy is full of something, you know. I love when guys tell me that I need to smile on the street. <laughs> I hate yeah. when people men do that. That is the most annoying thing ever. Right. Okay. Putting down in the right. I see or, that. I, I, I've heard that one a lot. Or when they call you out and it starts with something like, "Hey, girl, what's your name?" Mm. That like right. immediately, I'm right. like, I tune you out. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so what are some things? What are some things that a guy should say? Like, what? If I'm walking across the street or I see a girl walk, now don't get me wrong, real quick, because it's some guys that's about their business, and they could see a young lady walking that they want to talk to, and she just keep it moving on. You know, they be, you know how y'all girls are, y'all be ignoring them, and just keep. Yeah, y'all, y'all because like, we have other things to do. <laughs> Our attention is I, not. I'm not, for I'm sale. not saying y'all don't. I'm not saying y'all don't. I'm just trying to connect with somebody. You know. Mm-hmm who I think is on my level, but if she's just walking 100 miles per hour up the street and not trying to hear what I'm saying, how am I going to be able to stop her? How would I stop her? Or should I just think just, I, that's a lost cause? For that instance, I would let that go, because if she was walking that 100 go? miles per hour, that means that she is trying to be somewhere in a timely manner. But I just <clears throat> But what, um, what I, something that has worked for people that I wasn't interested in, but I would still engage in conversation with them, is just saying, excuse me. 
Like okay, something as simple me. as being like, excuse me, can I talk to you for a second? Or could I get your attention for a second? Like just being courteous in how you approach me in general. Even right. if I'm not interested in like forming a relationship or something with you, I'll still be like, oh, you know, stop for a minute and engage you in conversation and then mm-hmm. politely be like, okay, but now I have yeah. something to do. But, you know. <laughs> Or if, gotcha. you're on, or if you're talking to other people and you want to come up and talk to me, say, hey, excuse me, but, like, that goes a long way for someone because it just shows that you're courteous. Politeness. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, right. I hope y'all paying attention on this one right here. <laughs> Drop the game. <laughs> okay, guys, we actually have to go ahead and take a quick break. But if we have any listeners that want to call in with any comments or questions, 917-889-8078. Listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong. You're listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong. The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like social justice. This is one of the main objectives of Donnell Edwards' viewpoint. Donnell discusses issues like the pervasive racism engulfing our country with an ongoing series entitled Race in America. In addition, Donnell features expert guests who provide information about the school-to-prison pipeline, the prison commercial complex, the inequities in public schools, the epidemic of young unarmed black men being killed by police, and much more. Donnell makes it his mission in life to focus attention on the causes and issues that are ignored by the mainstream media. So listen to Donnell Edwards' Viewpoint every Monday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, only on the CWR Talk Network your causes, issues, and life empowerment network. You're listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong. You're listening to the 
EWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong. The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are a strong advocate for life empowerment, like empowering a generation that has been grossly misunderstood and disparaged to shatter the misconceptions about them. No Sleep was created to give millennials a platform to express themselves and let the world know who they really are and what they believe, their values, interests, fears, and more. This is a diverse group gender-wise and racially that we are very, very proud of. We invite you to tune in, whether you are a millennial or not, and learn from these outstanding young people. Listen every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 7 o'clock p.m. Central for No Sleep, Shattering Millennial Misconceptions. Hey everyone, welcome back. Uh, I do want to remind everyone that we have the lines open, so if you want to call in with any questions or comments, 917-889-8078. And I actually, I wanted to ask you a question, Malcolm. You said that women on dating apps are kind of uh, aggressive in a certain way, so do you have maybe like a funny instance that happened or something that you want to share? I'm not putting my business out here on the airway. I am not I'm not doing it. I don't even know why you asked that. This is not happening tonight. I'm gonna say this though. I'm gonna say this. Women are now more vocal with what it is they want in their lives. You know, they and they're not they're not um sitting back and waiting for it to come to them. You know, maybe they, maybe mm-hmm. their grandmother or their mother, you know, they had that concept like, oh, uh, that guy will swoop me off my feet, and you know, we all we we away. But now women are are the sweep sweep uh, uh sweepers and gone with their men <laughs> somewhere else. You know, so I'm uh I'm saying that I noticed that. That's good. Uh, we always joked in college that, I mean, I was never doing this because I went to school to learn, but um, we had friends of friends that would come to college to get their MRS degree, oh, yeah. and, which is the Mrs. degree, because they were looking mm-hmm. for some husband to find and not even start working, and I always laughed at those girls. Yep, I know a few yeah. of <laughs> I couldn't. So, I couldn't do that. I've always been too outspoken for that. <laughs> I remember my granny once saying that when I was a little girl, being like, "Oh, you're gonna find some nice man to take care of you." And I was just like, "No, I don't. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have my own stuff. And if he want to come live That's with me, I mean. then he can." So <laughs> See, the whole mentality changed. You know, the entire mentality has changed. It's different. Let me ask this: What? So, so we understand. What we looking for when we want to potentially date somebody? That told me that. That told me what 
what makes you all want to uh, stick around, things that they need to have. So let's talk about going further, like starting a family with somebody. Like, what's some conversations that you feel like need to be had if y'all going to even take that initiative to have children and start a family? Oh, man. <laughs> well, now that I've already done that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Now that I did it, kind of did that in reverse. <laughs> but right. when I was younger, of course, I didn't plan that out. I never, I didn't have that conversation with the person that I was mm. with at the time. And it just kind of happened. And now that I've, I'm in a relationship with somebody where getting married soon and when we talk about having kids is where are we financially are we living Mm -hmm. in the type of place that we want to live in where is our credit you know what are we going to be able to provide this child with how is it going to affect other opportunities that we're going we're trying to have how is it going to affect us leaving the country when we need to just things like that we have to take into consideration the the things that we would have to give up in order to do Mm -hmm. that and what what we would be taking away from that child if we brought them into the world too early. And so just being able to make sure we're at a place to not only provide financially for a child, but to be there and active in a child's life and to be able to provide them with opportunities that not everybody, you know, would gets to have access to just because we work hard to provide those things and have the connections that are necessary. That's, that's so important for me now that I had to figure out how to do that on my own for a child. So now making sure that if I'm going to move forward with somebody, you have all those same things in mind. That's like the most important thing for me. So let me get this straight. So finances was, will be one conversation that you would have wanted to have prior to having a, prior to having a child. Talk about mm-hmm. finances. And you said going places, so that made me think of location. So would you want to have a conversation about uh, where y'all want to live and um, where y'all want to raise a child? Yeah, and just how we want to raise a child. Like, for instance, we both want to work in different places around the world throughout our lives and looking at what that would mean for kids and having to uproot them from different places just because – of our career goals, you know, gotcha. just not wanting to put too much stress on the child. Child rearing and having the same goals in mind when it comes to educating and disciplining your children, you have to gotcha. be on the same accord with that. Oh, education. So, so we she, she she listed three of them. She said education, location, and finances. Mm-hmm. I think those three. I think those are three important conversations that I'm going to have with a uh, with my spouse before I go ahead and start a family. Work. Any mm-hmm. other? Think and any I other? think that I think that those are conversations too that you should have before you get married because a lot of people I yeah. think they exactly. get married and then decide to have those conversations afterwards and then you find out that mm-hmm. you're on two completely different pages and I think that that can right. Be a lot of and that's another thing with our with, with what I see in our generation. Some of us are just getting married for you know, it goes back to that mm-hmm. to, to to life. You for life because because it's a good feeling. It's people going you know be giving them uh, congratulatory statements and everything and praise and all that. You know and people mm-hmm. and people doing it for those reasons and not really for the person that they um talking about spending their life with. 
you know. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Or they do it because they feel pressured. I know me, I share stuff about my life on here, but I, I don't think I've shared that I, I'm divorced. And mm. when I got married, we didn't necessarily have those conversations about kids and everything. And it was more so the fact that we have been dating for so long. It was the question, well, when are you going to get married? Well, you've been together for this long. I don't understand why you're not married. And I felt pressured to do that. And once I got married, mm-hmm. or even beforehand, when it was, I felt like it was too late to say we can't do this anymore, I felt like, oh, wow. I don't think I'm ready for that. And here mm. I am, you know, <laughs> obviously it didn't, what, it didn't work out. And that was a mistake. And, and, but I definitely once, learned once from were, it. So. I was going to ask, once you were married, um, what were like some of the big differences that you began to see between you, um, uh, uh, your spouse and yourself? I think that, because I'm not going to say anything bad about him because I wish him well, you know, and obviously I did love him at one point. But um, I think that we had different goals in life. And, you know, I was kind of young. We we were both young, and I think that we had different goals, and he wanted to start a family right away, and I was more about stability. You know, I feel like when I have children, mm-hmm. I want to – I want to be able to give them things that maybe I didn't have when I was younger. I always want to, you know, give more or do better. And I want to, you know, you want to provide all those things. And so for me, it was like he felt because we were married, we had to hurry up and have a child. And I felt that we should be more established in our careers and have things kind of figured out. So that was an issue for us. Right. Smart thinking. But, I mean, Knowing all, like knowing what I know now and going through that, it we we shouldn't have got married, but I learned from the experience and I know exactly what I do want and what I need going forward to when I do actually have a marriage or a relationship with someone that I do want to spend the rest of my life with. I know what things I need, to, what are what's important. I agree with you, Kylie. Um, so, like I said, I've been with my, I have been with my boyfriend for five years, and I don't really want kids. I don't know if it's just because I'm 25 and that's, you know, a long ways away. But it's living a good change, life, but yeah. I, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to spend my money on a little human, and I want to do what I want. So, but I, yeah. I told my boyfriend that right, like right when we moved in together that that you know this is how I felt and I don't know if that'll change so because I didn't want to you know be married and then get divorced because you know we one of us wants kids and one of us doesn't and it's 10 years down the road so I was pretty open about that so he knows you know like if that's something that it doesn't end up working out I would rather have that than you know in 10 years we're arguing about something that has been made up for a long time. So, yeah, you have to be honest about that before you get engaged. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm so glad I've lived with my boyfriend for two years before I got engaged because I've hear, heard horror stories of people that never lived together and then moved in after they got married, and it was really hard because they, you know, you're stuck. So what do you do? And At what point in the relationship so, do you – at what point in the relationship do you move in with your with your uh, partner? Ooh, <laughs> I think that's a good question for everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so me, I'm, like, I'm, 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 I'm
fiance right, been right. together for like a year and a half. So, and we're already getting ready to get married. So we definitely move pretty fast. I think by like hey, maybe eight good. months in, <laughs> right? Because when we when we met, we had conversations when we were like, I, I'm very efficient with if everything I present to a person. I said, this is what I want. <laughs> this is what I'm going to expect from you. This is what I bring to the table. <laughs> These are my terms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we both brought our terms to the table. We saw that we were both, like, really into each other. Like, we, we've always, since the day I first walked into the building and had a conversation with him one-on-one, we've never really mm. spent that much time apart. <laughs> And so we just always, we always are digging into each other's heads, just trying to see, like, what the other person thinks. So it was easy for us to form a bond and a friendship and then kind of merge our lives together because we, were, we mm-hmm. never spent time apart in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't think you should move in together during college, though, like undergrad. Oh, because no. I that's feel like that just room. takes the. Right, well, that's nuts. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. Okay. But I think I mean couples that li- I had a friend that lived with her boyfriend sophomore year, and they broke up, and she had this apartment, and I just don't think that if it works for you, I guess. But in general, I think it just mm-hmm. would take away from your experience that you're having as you're growing as an individual. So that oh, yeah, you yeah. shouldn't have those. Yeah. Like, you should because it creates dependency on another person at such a mm-hmm. young age mm-hmm. when you're trying to become independent. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's and like it, an advantage that we had is that we were older already. We're both mm-hmm. almost thirty. So so we already had lived through like the hardships of being a young adult and like we're working on you know, we, we had already had to go through those things on our own and with yeah. other people mm-hmm. to be like, Okay, what I don't want is somebody living with me that doesn't pull their weight. So that was another conversation we had right. on the first date. First date conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me, let me like, ask you, I wanna have to do that done, that done live, if the the ones that live with uh someone already. Did was the decision made to move into your place or his place, or did y'all go out and find one place for y'all for y'all to call um y'all um yourselves? I guess. For me, was, um, oh, go ahead, Kylie. I was just gonna say, for me, it I made the mistake of doing it under uh, during my undergrad, which I totally agree with you, Megan. It is a terrible choice to do that I think especially because even though you think you're grown in your undergrad and you think you you know what you want I don't think that you really do because I feel like when you're Mm -hmm. in your undergrad before you actually start your career and stuff you don't even know who you are yet and so trying to bring someone else to live into your home and figure things out like you don't even know yourself let alone this other person that you're bringing Mm -hmm. in um, but for me, the living situation, we he moved into my place, and then about six months later, we got a place together. So it was kind of like oh, he was okay. invading my space for a little bit, and then we got our own space. Okay, okay. I see how it works. I'm really taking yeah, notes, my, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I got notebooks sitting right here. Mutual, <laughs> and a bottle of water. Space. Which, I'm not a person that 
I don't think I wouldn't be mad if we had to, if we had to have chosen like his or mine. Like that doesn't bother me that much. I mean, moving sucks, but mm-hmm. I think I would have been okay if with whatever scenario if we had to choose. But luckily, we just had to move into a new place altogether. <laughs> yeah, Ben just moved into my place because I didn't want to risk my daughter being zoned out of her school. <laughs> So mm-hmm. that decision was already made. Her education came first. I moved, I picked the location that I lived in for a reason, and hey, he just had to agree to my terms. Okay. <laughs> Again, I'm very efficient. <laughs> what do you, you think, Malcolm? How many like how many years do you think would be good, or months? I guess too. Hmm. Before moving for you, for yeah, for think, you, like how how long? I think as long, however long it takes for you all to cover all the topics that you want to cover prior to you all moving in. So whatever it is that um, me and my um, partner want to discuss, you know, just to bring forth any clarity and um, make sure that everybody is feeling comfortable with the decision, you know. It may take it may take uh, a month. It may take a year. You know who knows. But I think mm-hmm. um, just a constant communication. You know about um, right. what we plan to do yeah. before we go ahead and do it. And I think that's what it all boils down to. You know, uh, communicating. Um, you understanding that person's side, mm-hmm. and they understanding they understanding your side, and then you all come into a common understanding. You know, nobody. You should not be moving forward with anyone. You know, we're talking about dating and, and, and relationships, but any relationship, you know, you shouldn't be moving forward with anybody if you're not on the same page as them. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Me, I would want to wait, like, at least a year because I want to be able to show you my true colors, and I want you to show me yours, and I want to be able to, like, get through maybe a couple fights or disagreements or, you know, differences and stuff that we have to work through before we're cohabitating, I guess. I feel like I want time to actually see who you really are. I don't know. For me, I didn't know how mad at him I could be until he started eating my food that I left in the refrigerator. <laughs> for oh, yeah. Hey, some things you just got to complicate. Hey, some things you just going to have to take an L on, all right? I'm telling right. you right now. Some things just, it's going to happen, you know? <laughs> Some chicken wings left in there. We gave you, oh, gave you man. Chicken out of the shower. You ain't ate the chicken wings yet. You out the They gone. And let me ask you something. Respect my face. What type of what type of what type of gifts would do you all like to receive? You know, from your significant other. You know, some girls like. Oh, just give me roses on a random day just because, you know, or stuff like that. Or is it like, um, are y'all really big birthday girls? You know, are y'all falling the Valentine thing? I'm different. Okay, so the way that I am is I'm not really big into flowers and things, but if I get them, I appreciate them. But where I'm at with, like, birthdays and stuff is I want you to show me you care about me and that you love me on a random day just because you felt like Mm -hmm. you wanted to do that for me. I don't want you to send me a dozen roses on Valentine's Day because 
you felt like it's a holiday and that's what you're supposed to do. I want you to do it because you want to do it. And I think that's when it means more for me personally. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I have a perfect example of this. My boyfriend, so he made chili last night and he puts tomatoes okay. in his chili and I don't like tomatoes. And he picked all the tomatoes <laughs> out chili? for me <laughs> before oh, I came home so for kind. dinner last night. <laughs> I was so, because I thought about that during the day. I was like, what if he just picks out all the tomatoes for me and I come home and a bowl of it is sitting there and it was. And I was like, Man, you're so great. <laughs> that is love. Yeah. That that guy is thoughtful right there. <laughs> so yeah, I I agree with Kylie that it's those moments that I care about more than flowers and candy. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, for example, me, it's the type of candy. <laughs> <laughs> I have everyday candy too that you could get. <laughs> the just because candy. So I'm going to share something about my family. So I know I told you guys my dad passed a couple um, months ago. But my mom and dad had this relationship where, like, they loved each other. There was no question that they loved each other. But they weren't the kind of people that showered each other with gifts. You know, holidays and stuff, they would buy me stuff. And they would watch me up in my presence. And, you know, my mom would maybe buy my dad a couple shirts or something. And we would put my name on it like it was from me. But when I got older, they didn't necessarily buy each other anything. And so my mom had called me. My dad passed away in in July. And my mom had called me, it was like two weeks ago. And she said, hey, I, was, I had to go through some of your dad's things. And she was looking for something. And she said, he left me a box that had a note on it. And it said, um, don't open this until Christmas. I love you. And so, of course, she opened it. And she showed me a picture of it. And my dad bought her this absolutely beautiful diamond ring. And he left it and hid it for her so she would find it later. And she cried so hard she was having a panic attack. And it's like those types of things, because you wanted to buy someone something and you wanted to show them that you love them and you care about them, and not necessarily because you had to, that's what Mm -hmm. means the most. And I know that because Mm -hmm. they weren't necessarily gift givers, that that was just, like, the most, it was the sweetest, most beautiful thing that I think that he could have done for her. And what about the broke brother that can't afford to buy his, his, his lady those type of things, though? You know what? What can he do? How can Take he, the he, how can he show that he can? Make a pop of chili. Little things. <laughs> are, you, are you saying your man broke? No. I mean, he, does, he doesn't need to buy me things. So cook um, dinner. That's, I feel like every girl will appreciate if you cook them a meal. Or do the dishes. That's one less meal they have to cook. <laughs> Hey, or do the dishes uh, or, like, something. Looks like we have to cut okay, the break. Yeah, we do. We do have the lines open, so if you want to call in, 917-889-8078. People been saying to your friend, get a different face. And posting on their feed, they're super ugly.
someone being bullied online, you can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool and by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, Mom. Is Claire's birthday party today? Me again, Mom. Where did I put my history book? Hi. Sorry, forgot one last thing. Sometimes it's hard to concentrate. At school, I start looking out the window, and then I forget what I was supposed to be thinking about. I know it seems like I don't care, but I do. It's just difficult for me. Love you, Mom. Bye. Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Listen and imagine. It takes five seconds to send a text, and for those five seconds, you're driving blind. Life is worth more than a text. Stay alive. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. In 50 feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move is called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. <clears throat> Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has my mind. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Bet he can't say that in reverse. The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are a strong advocate for life empowerment, like empowering a generation that has been grossly misunderstood and disparaged to shatter the misconceptions about them. No Sleep was created to give millennials a platform to express themselves and let the world know who they really are and what they believe, their values, interests, fears, and more. This is a diverse group gender-wise and racially that we are very, very proud of. We invite you to tune in, whether you are a millennial or not, and learn from these outstanding young people. Listen every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, and 7 o'clock p.m. Central for No Sleep, Shattering Millennial Misconceptions. Hey, everyone.
everyone. Welcome back. Um, we're going to finish up our conversation about millennials and dating. But we do have uh, the lines open as well. If anyone wants to call in the last couple minutes, 917-889-8078. Um, so we do have the holiday. Oh, we actually just had Thanksgiving. We have Christmas coming up. Um, did you guys do anything special? No. Nah. <laughs> same. Same old, same old. Same. Right. Hey, but I did. Have, no. I did have a question regarding. Yeah. Our our dating conversation that I don't even know how I missed it. Is there a preference when it comes to race with dating? You know, well, uh, Kylie, Megan, we y'all find it ourselves. Uh, dating only uh, white guys, or would you be open to dating black guys, Asian guys? It's out your race, and um, and uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, my my boyfriend is black. Um, okay. My ex husband was white, but I'm open to dating anyone that I feel a connection with. I feel like, um. I'm about the, the relationship and the connection and the understanding and what I can learn from them, what they can, you know, what they can teach me and what I can learn from them. And then as well as, you know, what I can, what I offer to them. And if it comes in the package of someone with a different skin color than mine, then I don't see anything wrong with it personally. I mean, you know, everyone's entitled to their own, you know, opinion or their own preference. But for me, that's just a, a minor detail, and it doesn't necessarily, or it doesn't at all um, speak to the type of person that they are. So I just look at personality. Gotcha. Respect. Yeah, I would agree. I've I've only dated a couple, dated, however you want to put a definition on that, a couple people, and they've all been white guys. But, I mean, I would say that I'm attracted to other races, too. Like, when I was living in Colombia, obviously all of them are Latino. And, I mean, there were guys there that I found attractive. So, yeah, I don't think it makes a difference Mm -hmm. to me. Got you, got you. Now, so we got, we have the person that we want to be with. We... We did the background check. We asked a million and one questions to this person. We see that this is the one. Now, let me ask you this. How often in a month, now I'm going to go in a week, in a week, the intercourse is taking place? I need these facts right here, right now. We need this show. We need this right here. Uh, Malcolm, I think you to have know. to tell us some funny Tinder stories before we tell you. I don't that. use Tinder. I don't use it. I need friends that use it. I just need. Well, you need I to need tell us how people are cleaning. We have, You're a deep. We have three. We have three females. We have three. Fe- now they don't like me. My picture's ugly. We have three females <laughs> on the phone. I know we should get an average amount before our show ends tonight. I don't 
really well, think there is. I feel like it's a, however busy you are. Because if you're tired, you don't feel like it. It doesn't matter. It does uh, not matter yeah. if you scheduled it. Yeah, none of that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew somebody was And that'll be on both parties, not just on. Oh, that, that's yeah. not always just on the woman. Like, it'll be the man sometimes if he's been working all day or studying for yeah. exams for, you know, like, no, I don't, don't touch hey. me. Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all just want to go up on this one, huh? Y'all going to be on team, huh? That's how y'all going to do that. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm going to let that one go then. I'm going to bring it back up next week. All right? Well, I feel like we should turn it around on you, Malcolm. So how, what is your dating preference, and how often do you expect intercourse weekly? Oh, um, man. Because I asked you to y'all. Anyways, preference... My my preference are black girls. I feel that uh, eventually <clears throat> it's going to come a time for me to have children, and I, me have an understanding of this world, and uh, I want to uh, make sure that um, that that uh, child that I bring into this world, you know, has an understanding of of themselves, and I believe that that black sister is the right one to help them understand how it is in this world, especially if she especially if she's one and if I have a daughter, you know. So um just thinking futuristically, you know, what experiences um that my children could possibly go through, you know, I believe uh Black Queen has uh that to offer them. That's that. Now how often me and that black queen shack up I <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to tell y'all my gift that my fiance got me before we run out of time that was the best thing that he could have ever given me. And that was for my birthday. He bought me a globe. He had known how much I wanted the globe so that I could understand geography and find all the different <laughs> countries that I wanted to travel to Aww. and find the places oh, that, that my ancestry so was from. <laughs> and he went to a museum in Boston and got a copy of Frederick Douglass's speech to what is the to what. What is to the slave the 4th of July? Or the, the name of that Frederick Douglass speech. He went and got a copy of that for me because he knows how important documentation for black history is to me. And he, he understands me so well. And he's just such an amazing man. And I just want to talk him up before, you know, <laughs> for the show ends Aww. tonight. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. That's so cute. <laughs> he got you a globe. He got you a global. I'd have took you there. On he my got me day. a globe. <laughs> I wouldn't know where we were at. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> okay, everyone. Um, so you can always catch up on our past shows at blogtalkradio.com slash CWR Talk Radio. We're also on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. We'll be back again next week, and we look forward to it. So everyone have a really safe and fun weekend weekend. Peace. Bye, Peace guys. Have a good night.